This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hello, Liz. You know, we could talk about vacations and mountains and seas and new puppies and new kittens, but let's talk about 2020 cars cars today. (laughs) And we've got our uh, good friend of the show, uh, Roddy Merritt, who is going to help us uh, learn about uh, what the 2020 car models hold for us today. How are you doing, Roddy? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Well, we really appreciate you you coming in. You've been on uh, a couple other times on this show and on uh, Money Talks, and we always appreciate your your automotive knowledge. So, uh, so let's let's just jump in. What's is there any great big exciting news about 2020 cars? I think right now everybody is kind of going crazy over the new Corvette. It's a <laughs> it's a it's a it's a big leap for GM. It's their first ever, well, I wouldn't say it's their first ever, but it's the first time the Corvette's ever been mid-engine. So that's a big leap from them to, to take and put the engine in the back and yeah. kind of have... I'm laughing because Roddy and I are, are, a lot of our have mutual friends on Facebook and in, in mutual groups together, and they are just pitching a fit. <laughs> Everyone is Yeah, I think a, a lot of the old school people are, are kind of disappointed. A lot of new school people are excited because they didn't forget the consumer when they make it. It's still decently affordable so which is uh i think a lot of people thought it was going to jump into that supercar status and be you know several hundred thousand dollars but it's not they say that base price on it's like sixty thousand so well, I don't know what to think of it either with that being a mid-engine. Yeah, from it's, it's, it's just Okay, well, look, two things from this non-car person. <laughs> um, you know, I used to live in Kentucky. We would drive by Bowling Green to see the Corvette Museum mm-hmm. before it fell into a sinkhole, and then they had to pull them all out. Yeah. Anyway, um, has there has this been in continuous production in the past few years, or have, have they ha- was there a 2019 Corvette? Yeah, they had they had some 2019s out okay. there, um, but this this car has been hinted at a lot. There's been a lot of kind of leaked photos and things okay. like that, and so it's it's interesting to see them go that direction because they they've had a really nice platform on the last generation. Yeah, I it thought. was so nice. You figured they would have run that a little bit longer. I think that was probably yeah. to me um, one of the prettiest Corvettes they ever put out Agreed. by a long shot. I agree. Yeah. So uh, you know uh, we know about. Volkswagen Beetles who had the engine in the trunk Mm -hmm. and most every other car has an engine in the front. What's the mind-blowing business about a mid-engine? Is is it where the back seat would be, but it's a Corvette, so there's no back seat or what? A little behind the back seat, but before the front... The, before the rear tires, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to have a, a more 50-50 balance. Okay. For, right. So it's supposed to handle better. And every mid-engine car I've ever driven handled amazingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they truly are, are better at uh, handling. So that's interesting because the Corvette is definitely, in my opinion, from driving them, is not the most stable car. You have to really work with it to get it to stick because it's so powerful and it's rear-wheel drive, and it has been for years, that it'll just lose its back end real easy. And so this this is going to be a big change in driving style. It seems to me it's going to be a whole different market of who mm-hmm. it yeah. even is. So who's going to buy this? 
I think your millennials are. Yeah, I, they want I, a cheap I, Ferrari. Yeah, I definitely think it's 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 the guy or the lady who wants the look of an exotic car without having to spend half a million dollars right, to get one. Right. Um, I think it's. I actually it doesn't even look like a vet. Yeah, I I'm think it actually looks beautiful. It, yeah, and it doesn't even look like a vet. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like an Italian sports yeah. car. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's move on from that. What's what's something uh, uh, maybe one of our homeboys, home gals in Mississippi? What's something they might be interested in for twenty twenty? Well, and kind of kind of going off of that, I think you're seeing a trend where more and more automotive makers are looking at performance. Where uh, we already know the Toyota Super came out, uh, the twenty twenty Super came out. That's that's a big. We haven't seen a Supra since the nineties, so that's kind of a return back to I guess a little bit of the roots of Toyota kind of getting back into the performance base and then something Allison and I talked about yesterday we were having a conversation about the uh, influx of performance SUVs we know that the SUV market has become the largest number one market for everyone to buy and now you're seeing even those exotic car brands like Lamborghini and Ferrari they're making SUVs Um, I had a car show last weekend where there was a Lamborghini Urus which is a four-door SUV built by Lamborghini so um, Ford Explorer is coming out with one they've got um, the uh, Ford Edge also Ford Edge ST so you're you're seeing those manufacturers kind of they're paying a little bit more attention to performance and I think that's going to be a trend for 2020. We're talking about the 2020 new cars that are coming out. Some of them are new, new. Some of them are just redesigned. Um, So if you have a question about any of the 2020 cars, we'd love for you to participate in our show. If you are not getting a 2020 car and you have a question about your current car that you need some help uh, getting steered in the right direction with a problem, uh, please call in and Allison can give you uh, her advice on that. Or if you have a story about buying new cars, That's always fun. Everyone loves the new car smell. If you have a story about buying a brand new car, we would love to hear that. Remember, our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. Well, so let's, let's, I don't know, let's start, uh, let's maybe start with some Ford things. What's going on with Ford now? Well, they announced, uh, well, this year, I guess, um, they are getting out of the car game. They're, they're focusing all of their energy on trucks, SUVs. They're only going to, I think they said they were only going to keep a certain line of the Ford Focus and the Mustang. That were the only two cars they were really going to focus on, which is which is strange. And then I, I've also heard that, that GM is also interested in going that same route um but they haven't officially announced that yet but uh, we're just seeing more and more suvs in the market and that's where kind of the money is and it makes more sense for them to kind of focus on that um you know another thing that i'm seeing is a lot of car brands and car manufacturers are kind of combining forces um this morning i was listening to a podcast on the way here and and it reminded me toyota now has a car that they build with subaru a car that they build with bmw which is the new supra and they have a car that they build in conjunction with mazda so they have 
three partnerships in under that brand. That's it's really something neat to see, and I think we'll see more of that trend as well. Kind of some of those people Sharing working together, mm-hmm. probably a little cheaper for them to do that. That's right. Too. Yeah. So everybody's kind of I think shifting a little bit, um, but again, I I still say that we're in the age of SUVs. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I don't think anyone really particularly saw that coming. Not to the point where Ford is literally only going to sell a couple of cars and GM's yeah. thinking about it. I would have never guessed it would have gotten to that degree. That's right. You'd think there would always be someone that wants a car, but yeah. I guess they're useless. They're yeah. just useless. Well, I love them swinging, <laughs> swinging into a little parking spot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> until they, until they uh, redo all of the paint at the Kroger parking lot. I, I yeah. like having, having little tiny ones. Okay. Well, so let's, uh, let's, let's talk about some of the SUVs. Mm-hmm. Are, are there some that have been redesigned? Um, are there any that are brand new, uh, this year yeah well here on the paper what we got in front of us um hyundai and kia who who are kind of sister companies together they are putting out their first ever large third row suv they've had a they've had kind of that mid-sized third row suv for a while but now they're going to the big market and so far these two suvs they one they they look fantastic i think they look awesome they do. yeah i was looking at a tell you ride the other day and mm-hmm. just the way they have the badging on it, it doesn't say kia yeah on it yeah. uh hyundai has got cars where it says genesis instead of hyundai mm-hmm. uh this is the korean car companies hyundai and and kia and though they're from the same country as far as i know they're not aligned in any way um but they are coming out hard these past couple of years yeah. and they've got some amazing cars out. You've got the Kia Stinger mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. It's twin turbo V6 front wheel drive sedan that is absolutely gorgeous and uh, and, and they're just nailing the market. So I'm, I'm keeping an eye on them for a while and see how these cars turn out. Yeah, they 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 also have went with that trend. The Kia Stinger was a, was a car that came out last year that made a lot of headway. Now they've got these two large SUVs and you're talking about you're talking about SUVs that you know, have a V6 that make almost 300 horsepower. I mean, the, these are very capable to pull a small trailer, mm-hmm. definitely put the whole family in, take a long vacation, whatever you need. They're still a full size, but because they have, they don't have a V8, they're obviously going to get better fuel economy. So I think a lot of people are going to really pay attention to these because they look fantastic. They look luxurious, but they yeah. are going to get great fuel economy they've got a great warranty some of them um, have the hybrid option which gets really really good yeah, gas mileage yeah. in addition and, to it and um you know i th- i think that we're just going to see more and more of that trend where people are going to be about the quality they're going to be about performance they're going to be about miles per gallon i just that 2020 is definitely going to be i think more performance oriented but i think more and more companies are now using technology to get the performance plus the fuel economy. I think those two paired together are really what people are going to focus on. We're going to see we're going to see an influx of that in the future for sure. Fantastic. Well, we're going to continue our discussion of the new 2020 models when we come back from our break. But if you have a problem with your current vehicle, we would love for you to give us a call. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672- 
888-646-7464. You could also send us an email, auto at mpbonline.org. we got a few backlogs of some emails. We may be getting to those today. But is your car under recall? Haven't seen any 2020 recalls yet. Uh, we'll have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I am Liz Gill. Now, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, I hope you'll find our podcast. And I listened to podcasts on my vacation, so I didn't have to. I downloaded things to my phone and listened to them that way. It was a, a great way to uh, pass time on airplanes and uh, out on my on my vacation. So, but here are some of the recalls. Uh, a lot of them that have been from this month so we've got so many i'm not going to give the reason why but if you have one of these cars uh check it out and i was mistaken earlier 2020 mercedes-benz gl class uh, recall 2019 subaru legacy and outback 2019 ford ranger 2019 ram hds and chassis cabs 2017 2019 nissan titan 2017-2019 Toyota Camry and Corolla, RAV4, Sienna, Yaris IA, 2016 Mazda MX-5 Miata, 2019 and 2020 Lotus, Lotus Toyota cars and SUVs, 2019-2020 BMW coupes, sedans and SUVs, 2019 Mazda 3, 2019 Maserati Levante, 2019 <laughs> Subaru Ascent 2016-2017 Porsche sports cars and hatchbacks 2015 and 2016 Volkswagen Tegan CC and 2019 Kia Optima 2017-2018 Genesis G80 G90 Now remember you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website nhtsa.gov slash recalls and inputting your VIN numbers. And speaking of podcasts, we're talking about the 2020 vehicles with Roddy Merritt, host of the podcast, The Smart Car Buyer. And you're coming along with those. Yeah, they're, they're going great. It, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. All right. Well, we've got a couple of calls on the line. Let's go to David. Uh, David, we are so glad that you've called from Memphis. Uh, You're on autocorrect. Go ahead. Hey, I was just wondering what you guys thought of the new Jeep Gladiator coming out, the 2020 model. (laughs) And uh, if you guys wanted to talk about that for a second. 
Well, thank you. Uh, that's funny. We had an interesting talk about it before the show did. came on. Uh, Roddy's like, I love it. And I was like, no, I think I, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roddy. Well, no, no, no. Let's, let's end on a positive note. Um, uh, yeah, let's, yeah, Allison, you start. You go I'll finish. <laughs> I think it, it's, it looks old. It doesn't look like a new, re, like revisiting a beautiful old design. It looks like it literally came out in 1982. And uh, it's huge. It looks clunky. I just don't think it's going to be reliable or a good vehicle. I think it's going to have problems. It just looks clunky and not well put together to me. But the concept, I think, is absolutely fantastic. I would have liked to have seen it nailed a little bit better. I was looking at the new Ford Bronco that's possibly coming out, and I saw two different images online. And that looks beautiful and retro and updated, um, kind of like the Plymouth Prowler. I think was a good rendition of mm-hmm. an old hot rod. So no, I don't. I don't, I don't like the Gladiator. And, and I'm, I'm on the I'm on the other side. I, I think it looks cool. I like the the kind of rugged thing. old look to it. I, I don't know. I guess I come from the the modified car side, and I just automatically see it lifted with tires and things now like that. That but would be cool. I I think it's a very smart move for for Chrysler to put that out because like we were talking about there just aren't small trucks anymore and that would definitely classify as a small truck so i think it's a smart move on their part uh somebody that they like a jeep but they really need a truck um it it's kind of the best of both worlds it to me it's and and it's it's cheap it's fairly cheap i think um so in that regard i think it's a very smart move on their part but i don't know as a guy to me i like it i think it looks tough and rugged and And, and this gladiator has a removable doors and top and a fold down windshield just like a jeep just like a jeep then yeah and there are a a lot of those big jeeps on the road i remember when they came out it seemed like a lot of them sold the ones with the big four doors and the little back on it and yeah jeeps are always there they kind of have a you know a a cult following so I, i i'm anxious to see what what the community does with it but i think it's i think it's cool david are you a jeep guy i was always raised with jeeps but what interests me is a jeep with a higher towing capacity interesting yeah to tow a boat or something i could totally see them pulling boats versus well, you see you see jeeps do it occasionally but not a lot so i, I didn't know i guess their towing capacity is not going to be as high as this new gladiator so you wouldn't want to particularly tow a lot with them you don't see them towing much if you do it's a couple jet skis yeah you don't see a boat Mm-mm. so that's interesting that may give it an edge too in the market true all right david we appreciate you calling in today thanks all right thank you all right let's now we're going to stay in memphis we've got arthur on the phone uh uh no we don't yes we do hi arthur thanks for calling in to autocorrect go ahead okay uh what a, i have a question on a 2013 uh hyundai santa fe uh i have uh i've had it into the dealership uh twice and uh they can't find anything wrong with it but uh, it loses the accelerator. Like you'd be sitting at a stop sign or a light, and you get ready to go, you step down on the accelerator, and you don't have an accelerator. It just continues at an idle, and you let up on the accelerator, step back down on it again, and it burns out with you like you're leaving off the line at a racetrack. I'd assume something to do with your throttle position sensor is acting up, and it could be the sensor that's at your pedal. They actually have two systems they have a redundant system so if one fails the other one kicks in that's why electronic throttle has a little bit of a lag to it but um 
I'm going to have to point in that direction that you must be having something that's not reading right. And it could be just as simple as a loose connection. So if I were you, Arthur, I would look at your throttle body and make sure all your connections to all your little sensors right there are connected well. And if you can pinpoint which one is specifically your throttle position sensor, check that. And then check at your throttle pedal. Get up under your dash and make sure everything is, is connected there very well. That's I'm going to throw that out there that I guess that. I'm going to assume the dealership surely brought that up with you, that that could be a possibility, or, or do they have nothing to go on? Well, they just took it out for a drive uh, two different times, and it didn't do it while it they It never were. does. I have the same <laughs> problem. When people bring me cars with the intermittent problem, we cannot get it to duplicate it to save our life. I uh, don't know what it is. Uh, it didn't uh, have any kind of a check engine uh, light, and they couldn't find anything uh, in codes on the computer, so they... You know, just said we had nothing to go on. That would be the next question I had: is if it had some um, codes that were, uh, gosh, what's this called? When it's um, in the history, or or it hasn't is a pending code. That's the word I'm looking for: a pending code. Um, so that's interesting. Um, I'm gonna guess a, a loose connection that has to do with your throttle system. Um, it's not mechanical like it used to be with the cable. Um, so that's that's all I've got to go on, Arthur, without checking it myself and looking into it further. Is, is it something you're having a problem with constantly? Yeah, well, I thought myself, you know, that it might be in the little uh, rheostat on the accelerator pedal itself. Uh, maybe it could uh, be some kind of a faulty. Uh, I guess that uh, Santa Fe, you know, operates off of a rheostat there on the pedal. Yeah, it it probably does, and um, I it, it seems like it would put a code out if it didn't. So without looking at it further, that's my only guess on that, Arthur. Check okay. check and see if they can tighten it for you, Arthur. All right, we're so glad that you <laughs> called in. Let's, All right, thank you now. Oh, you're, you're welcome. welcome. Let's go to Bear in Jackson. Bear, thanks for calling in. Uh, we're glad you're part of AutoCorrect today. Well, thank you. I just kind of found you by mistake on the radio, but I've enjoyed your program. Well, thank you. I hope you'll keep listening. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I just have a little interesting story I might want to tell. Uh, in I graduated high school in 1967. My uncle, my mother's brother, owned the Chevrolet dealership in a little town in Butler, Alabama. And... Uh, at the time I was graduating, uh, my mother worked for him at the dealership. And I would always go in, and, you know, New Car Day was like the, the best thing in the world uh, back then. You couldn't see any new cars until that certain date, and then they all rolled them out in the showroom. But anyway, I went in and uh, was talking to Mom, and Uncle Harry came in and said, uh, said Barry, he said, uh, we're going to order a new car from Chevrolet, and it's a Camaro. And I instantly got interested in that because I kind of heard talk on it. And he said, uh, "He said, how about coming in here and let's go over this order form and uh, see what see what you would order." So we went in there, and he was he pulled out the uh, the order form and all the, everything you could you could order on a Camaro at that time. If I remember right, and I do, the Camaro with the six-owner was $2,500. And you could, (laughs) I went went down the line, and there was just one uh, option that you could get 
It was called a Z28 option. I had no idea what it was. Uh, the package cost, I think, $500. And for $500, you got a, a new engine called a 302. And it had the uh, special handling and suspension and 15-inch tires, rally wheels, and all the good stuff. And I remember, I remember, I had to buy, I had to order the spoiler on the back. It didn't come with the spoiler on the back. But anyway, I said, Uncle Harry, I believe this would be a great, you know, great car to put in the showroom. So he went ahead and ordered it. Ordered it in blue with white racing stripes, and you could only get it in a four-speed. And uh, so anyway. Uh, came in about a week before show day, and I went down there, and that was the most beautiful car I had ever seen in my life. I mean, it was just gorgeous. And I'd go down there every day and, and clean it and wipe it and do all the kind of good stuff to it in the showroom. And so uh, I was, like I say, I was graduating that year, and uh, under Harry and Mom, it stayed on the showroom for about, oh, about a week, and Mom and Dad, uh, Uncle Harry called me in his office. He said, uh, you like that car? I said, yes, sir. I said, that is the most beautiful car I have ever seen in my life. And he said, well, happy graduation present. Oh, wow. That's nice. (laughs) Wow. Lucky you. Yeah. I didn't get anything like that for my graduation. That was seriously the vet well. Do you still have it? That's the question. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And how much it would be worth now. I know, and, and, but then in 67, it didn't even have a Z28 emblem on it. It it looked just like a, you know, a, a Camaro. Ah, a sleeper. Yeah, there was nothing distinguished about it at all. It was kind of, it was kind of a rough idling and kind of a cranky engine unless, until you got up to about 4,000 RPM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got about 4,000, it came alive. I mean, it really did. It, they they were advertising it at like 290 horsepower. Well, later on, you know, the insurance and all that. But later on, they actually ran a test on it. It was running somewhere around 350, 360 horsepower. Mm-hmm. But the red line on that car was somewhere around 7,000 RPM. I think it was 7,500, as a matter of fact. And it didn't run good until it got over 4,000 RPM. But then, buddy, it ran. <laughs> it was a good car. What a great memory to have, yeah. Bear. Thanks it for sharing a- that with us. Yeah. I, one other thing. I traded that car in 1970 for a 1970 AMX uh, with a go package, 390 with a go package. And I had rather have that car, 390 with a go package, AMX, than I had any car I've ever owned. Oh. That was the most. Do you still have I it? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are cool cars. I For sure. Well, thank y'all very much. Y'all oh, well, thank, thank you. Thank you. We're so you glad listening. that you found us, and uh, we hope you uh, tell all your friends uh, to, to listen to Autocorrect. We have a good time here today. We'll do it. Thanks. All right. We are talking about the 2020 car models. We're taking your car repair questions after the break. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You could also send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. But what's an unreliable car not to buy? We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. 
Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill, and we hope that you've downloaded our app for your smartphone. It's the MPB Public Media app. Now, Consumer Reports has a list of uh, some unreliable cars or cars that have a record of much worse than average overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual auto survey. Today, we're going to caution you about the Hyundai Tucson, the 2016. Overall, the worst problem category is transmission problems and also no acceleration. The repair costs and average mileage when the problem occurs is also noted. So please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car suggests consumer reports and carcomplaints.com is another resource for unreliable cars. But if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams is the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. And he's reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for 25 years. In his review, the past couple of weeks he's got the 2019 bmw x2 m35i and the 2019 chevy silverado but today we're talking about the 2020 models with automotive financing expert roddy Merritt. you can hear roddy on uh, money talks from march 5th discussing paying for a vehicle which we rebroadcasted just this last tuesday and he was also a guest on autocorrects january 24th show talking about choosing a new vehicle. We would love for you to give us a call. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. We're going to take a call now. We're going to go to Ken in Alabama. Ken, thanks so much for calling in today. You're on autocorrect. Go ahead. Good morning. I got a 2013 Ford Taurus that I bought used, you know, and it was as is. And uh, I've had a couple different problems with it. Sometimes when you get in, you know, to put the key in ignition and turn it over, it doesn't do anything, and you just flip it back and forth. And sometimes it'll crank. Sometimes you just have to take the key out, turn it over, put it back in. And you never know if it's going to turn over, but there's nothing wrong with the battery because they put a new battery in it. And and I still have that issue, and then sometimes when I'm just driving down the road, it'll just switch off, and I'll pull over, and it'll crank right back up and just keep on going again. But those two issues, they can't seem to find a problem because it's not throwing any codes. That's interesting. It sounds like your key, um, your um, key... <laughs> I know what it is. Is uh, where you put your key, and that needs to be replaced. The cylinder? The key cylinder, yeah. And... Uh, that's what it sounds like. It's acting up, and it's coming like when you have it in own position. You're driving down the road. It's it's coming out of that position somehow and killing the whole engine because that has to stay in a in a certain position to keep everything running. Um, I'm gonna throw it out there that that is what's going on, and the uh, that's not gonna throw a code particularly. I've never heard of a code that has to do with that, and uh, I'm kind of surprised yours has a key because most of them are push start these days. Um, for for a model that late but that's that's my guess is that your key cylinder your key and lock cylinder have acted up and they've just worn prematurely you may have a situation i don't know if you do but where you have a lot of keys on your keychain and that'll mess it up 
if do you do do you have that on your keychain by chance um no ma'am because um a few years back i had heard somebody was having problems with you know a lot of you know like the girls how they have a lot of stuff hanging off of it or whatever and then that was the first thing that I've done is made sure I didn't have nothing but the key and I just got a little tag on it and that's okay. it. Okay. And that hasn't, uh, you know, done it. But, you know, the prior owner might have had, you know, a lot of keys or something there. Uh, that's that's what I'm going to guess on there with without looking at it further because it's obviously it's with your key that's going on and it and they'll sometimes they'll just wear prematurely. I don't know if that's a common problem with a Ford Taurus. Um, I'm kind of quickly looking up to see. If, Ken, if, if you want to listen to our autocorrect show when we had uh, the key guy on. Um, you might listen to that show, hear what he has to say, uh, see if it sounds familiar. And when we had the locksmith on, he talked about how, you know, they they can do a lot of things that they do at dealers and they will come to your car. And he said he do, they do a lot of uh, repairs of cylinders. That was on our May 2nd, 2019 uh, autocorrect show which you can find on our website autocorrect.mpbonline.org that's a good idea that's mm-hmm. probably something i would do if uh if i didn't feel comfortable with fooling with that myself i just took a quick glance and googled um that problem for for tours and i'm not seeing anything on it so it's it's not coming up as a common problem with it not starting and and then cutting off like that so this is something i would have to look into further um one thing you can look at too you can you can try a locksmith but also a, an electrical automotive electrical shop is where i would go to or either a small independent shop but primarily an automotive electric shop that can because this is an electrical issue is what it sounds like to me so that's that's what i suggest for you and, and if you will please let us know what happened call us back and let us know I'd, and that goes to everyone listening i've said it before we really would like to know how how these different things are going that we're trying to help y'all with i'm very curious so thank right, you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Sounds like I just need to uh, let someone replace the ignition switch. Mm-hmm. Possibly. All right. Thank you, Ken. We appreciate you calling in. We're discussing 2020 vehicles with our guest, Roddy Merritt. Uh, Roddy, when my before my dad passed away, he had a Bronco. <laughs> and so that's kind of a, 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 a that's what I think about when I think about him. And I, th- I understand we're getting some getting a Bronco again. That's what they're saying. Uh, it's it hasn't we haven't seen the actual Bronco yet, but yeah. it has been announced and they are talking about it. I Again, another old school kind of retro throwback. We're seeing that trend as well. And um, I don't know. Again, I like it. Uh, I like it. Uh, okay, good. We I agree like on that one. one. I'm very opinionated. So you never know which way I'm going to go on that. And I, I do like that I, one. I think it is cool, though, that they ha- they're they saying there's going to be a two-door option and a four-door option, which is huh. which is kind which of is uncommon. So Not like it was back in the day. Yeah. But, but we do have a Ranger, and that's what they're saying it's going to be built off of. So it makes a lot of sense. And they're not making cars anymore, so they might as well, you know, make cool issues. Make cool SUVs. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. That's well, one my I when I was on vacation, I did a little homework. I happened to be uh, where they were selling gas in liters. I found if anybody we've got a statistics guy in our control room, and I don't know if anybody else uh, likes to run numbers, but I took a picture of a BP gas station, and it was two point one three euros per liter, and if there are 3.758 liters per gallon and it's a and the exchange rate is a dollar 13 of dollars per euro then gas was nine dollars and three cents on july 22nd so if anybody's fussing about their two dollar <laughs> gas or i haven't bought gas in a little while my husband yeah. usually does that. i never fussed about but, it when it uh, got higher because i knew about the prices in other countries and right. how extremely high it was yeah. in america we're uh it's they don't let them really charge us and a whole bunch because they want to sell a lot i think i'm not real sure well and and these suvs uh, i am not in the suv camp i am sorry right. i am in my little car with the good gas mileage. I like being little. I like to be the queen of parallel parking. <laughs> I like to I like to have my uh, maneuverability and I'm just not a big SUV people, but you know, if everybody if everybody else wants to get a Cadillac XT6 uh, filling the gap between the massive truck ba- base Escalade and the mis- mid-size XT5. Well, good for them. <laughs> I can't yeah. even keep up with all these new names of cars and everything. It's numbers and letters. It's, they, it's gotten confusing It to is me. very confusing. Uh, Infinity changed their whole entire thing, which is... Uh, Ridiculous, but he was also the former CEO of Cadillac, mm-hmm. I believe it was. So that, so this particular CEO likes to change the names of stuff completely, radically different than what you've known of it your forever. And yeah. uh, so that's his one contribution. I don't know if I like it. Yeah. All and, right. Um, well, when we're going to come back, uh, maybe you like your SUVs a little upscale. Maybe we'll talk about some of the. Uh, is 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 Land Rover in in Lincoln's? Are they? Are they pish posh? Are they luxury? Well, maybe we'll talk a little bit about those. We're talking about the 2020 vehicles, but if you've got a 2013 or a 1995 vehicle you want to talk about, we're here for that also. We're taking your repair questions. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You could also send us an email, auto at MPB. PBonline.org. And what's coming up? Well, we've got some folks who are in the car, in the car biz. We'll tell you what they're going to be up to. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. If you have missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at MPB, I'm sorry, at AutoCorrect. 
dot mpbonline.org. I'm Liz Gill. I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. And we've also got automotive expert, Roddy Merritt. Roddy, let's start with you. Uh, you, you just mentioned you had your recently had your car show. So now you take a breath and what's, what's next for you? Uh, Which went extremely well, by the way. Thank you. Roddy did an amazing job at, at uh, promoting it. He runs a media company now that helps promote things, and it yeah. really proved what yeah. he can do with his own <laughs> show, which it was there were a lot of people there. It was a steady flow. People stayed and mm-hmm. hung out and in the ate. Heat. In the heat. It was really, really hot. July and, heat, uh, Mississippi. Yeah, and, and uh, that says a lot about his ability. So Yeah, just you know. um, it's it's time to move on to the next one. I have, I have several events that I I'm helping with that I'm not hosting, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But um, one of those is uh, the Scarecrow Car Show that's coming up in cool. October, as well as Eurofest. Um, the, mm-hmm. Both of those are in October. So lots of fun stuff right around the corner. Uh, keeping up with the podcast, of course, like Allison says, my uh, social media company, Merit Media, I have about 10 clients with that that I have to help them run all their things as well. So some of them are in automotive as well and uh, keeping my podcast alive. <laughs> We remind, we're going to remind folks it's the smart car buyer. That's right. Yes. And you've got you've got about uh, 10, 12 uh, episodes up. Yeah, I think when I counted yesterday, it's about 12 or 13 episodes. I only do one a month and mm-hmm. just kind of let that simmer a little bit so people can listen to it. But going great. And I enjoy doing it. And um, so far, so good. Lots of listeners. Right. Because from around the world, which from is around the amazing. world. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Allison, uh, what uh, you are always uh, busy with your your freelance, well, you don't want to call it freelance, with your roaming auto repair business that yeah. you have, uh, what what have you got going on? Something fun that I'm doing right now is I'm teaching lessons to a, a gentleman who's 20 years old, but he's not super comfortable with um, driving. So we are doing a six-lesson lineup of just going through your basic driving skills, and that's something I would like people to know about me. I, I Maybe I mislabeled myself saying a mechanic, but I'm more really truly more of a car expert because I get into the journalistic side of it. The I get into the research, the science and I get into teaching lessons mm-hmm. and doing pre-buy inspections mm-hmm. of cars. I go to auction sites and do inspections there. So I don't do just car mechanics though. I do wrench. And as far as my own stuff I've got to replace the engine in my sports car because <laughs> I acted up in it. So I've got a lot going on. I'm busy. Um, this weekend we have autocross in Grenada for two days, Saturday and Sunday. You can look up information about that on MS Region, Mississippi Region, SCCA. And that stands for Sports Car Club of America. Um, it is an amazing experience. And if you if you feel like you need to get a little more comfortable with your car, just in general and driving, or you'd like to know what its limits are or how it will act in an emergency situation, autocross is definitely something you should come check out. And if you like to go fast at all, you'll absolutely love it. It's a cheap wonderful way to race. Grenada is one of the best places to do it in the South as well. Oh, fantastic. In the nation. In the nation. I hear people from all over say it's really good. Yeah, it's very good. Well, let's get to uh, this last uh, phone call. Let's get to John, who's calling from South Haven. John, thanks so much for calling into AutoCorrect today. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted to ask about uh, a car I acquired this month, or truck. It's a Nissan Frontier, small pickup truck, four-door cab, 
and uh, it's a 2015 model. Has 11,000 miles on it, and huh? it vibrates when it idles at a traffic light. And it seems it'll vibrate a little worse the longer you sit there. But uh, you feel it in the seats and the dashboard and the steering wheel, but you do not feel it in the shifter. I was wondering if uh, the mechanic there may have had some experience with that problem. I'm going to take our guess that it's an engine mount has gone bad in in there. And so it's, it's shaking the car. You're noticing it at, at idle. Mostly, so that's that's the direction I'm going to point you in. It's is look at your engine mounts, and usually you can visually tell that they're the bushings in them have gone out. They'll look ripped and kind of shredded, and uh, it's that rubber part in the middle of them. And so that's that's the first place I'm going to send you to to look for. And uh, other than that, I'm not really sure. Maybe a transmission mount, but I'm, I would stick with the engine mount. There should be one on each side of the engine yeah, in your engine bay. Let us know how that turns out. I'd like to know. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Thanks, John. Uh, We got an email just a few minutes ago, Allison, uh, from J20. Uh, Can I put a dual exhaust on my 2017 Chevrolet Silverado uh, 1500 4.3 V6, and would it sound good? Yes, to every single car on the road. <laughs> oh, okay. Everyone should do that. <laughs> okay. I had to stop myself from going, yes, like right as, you, as soon as you started saying that. Um, yes, I think you should do that. And it may even help with uh, uh, horsepower and gas mileage. So if it gets not too big, if it gets just a little upgrade, they put a smaller one on there to muffle the sound. Um, but, but most vehicles can do good by having a little bit bigger exhaust on them. If you if you uh, pair that with a cold air intake system, don't just put the filter on there because then you basically made a hot air intake system. Then uh, then that kind of it'll help boost your your performance and give you a little better gas mileage. All right, uh, Roddy, finish us out for the next three minutes talking to us about some 2020 cars. What if what if we win this uh, uh, the Mississippi lottery, mm-hmm. which is going to start happening December first, and we want to buy us a luxury? We're going to buy us a luxury <laughs> SUV. What uh, what are some 2020 things we might like to take a look at? Um, I, I think that this uh, this new Aviator that that's it's actually out. Um, um, but it's a made it's by a, Lincoln. Yeah, for Lincoln Aviator, twenty twenty model. It's really neat. We talked earlier. It's got it's got a three point V six twin turbo that makes four hundred horsepower versus a V eight, which is awesome. But they also said that they have four hundred and fifty horsepower Grand Touring model. That's a plug in hybrid, and I think that we're seeing more and more hybrids. We talked about last month in June, Tesla sold more new Teslas than Mercedes sold new Mercedes, which is interesting. Um, but we're seeing a lot more companies investing in hybrid technology and doing the whole gas electric, all electric kind of deal. So I think, again, trends are trends are the big buzzword, I think, in automotive. You're going to see more SUVs, more hybrid technology, and I think more performance. Yeah, we're seeing some major, major changes uh, in these yeah. 
past few years and then these years coming up. So I think it's it, it is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to throw a wild question at you, Roddy. This is kind of an Allison thing. If you were going to buy a car in 2020 or maybe a 2019 and hang on to it for 40 years or 20 years. Is there anything that, uh, or or have we gotten into technology <laughs> so that, you know, it's not, you know, not, it's not going to be a good antique? I, I'd definitely say that new Corvette. If you can get your hands on one of the first ones or a rare color or something like that, a rare package, that's a car that... Y- you're going to be able to say it's one of the first ones um, out. This new Supra, of course, I, I don't think that it's, you know, there's some people love it. Some people hate it. I'm on the fence about it. But, um, I, you know, it's it's the reemergence after 30 years of this famous sports car. So I think that's also going to be another another little hot car to hang on to that's going to probably increase in value in another 20, 30 years. Yeah, and then um, the new Ford Bronco, probably maybe the Gladiator too, but uh, I think they will because for some reason, and I never saw this coming, the Plymouth Prowler that I brought up earlier, it's still a collector car. It you is. You still see it go through Barrett-Jackson, mm-hmm. and that was a new hot rod that came out a while back, if people remember it, and it's still selling on the collector car circuit, yep. which is interesting. Well, Roddy, when we've got our winter doldrums on, we may bring you in to get us excited about some, some new cars. So that's going to wrap us up for today for AutoCorrect. We had our dynamic duo of Jay White and Java Chapman helping us out as our engineer and phone screener. So for Allison Walker, who don't forget, you can follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as the Lady Auto Mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy show Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. We think that next week we're going to talk about how not to get your car stolen on next Thursday's 10 a.m. AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.